Welcome to the podcast. It is September 27th, 2022. This week in the headlines. Hillary Clinton and the mainstream media. And the left. Continue to smear anyone right of Karl Marx as a fascist and a Nazi and or Mussolini in the case of Italy's new prime minister. Also, I want to talk a little bit more about the political spectrum. What is authoritarianism? What is the opposite of authoritarianism? Because after all, fascists, fascism is indeed authoritarianism. And the supranational organizations like the European Union and the European Central Bank wag their finger at democracy as they plunge the world into an economic depression in an effort to oppress humanity. So I'll be talking about these headlines and more coming up. Right now. So first up, (laughs) Hillary Clinton compares Trump's Ohio event to a Nazi rally. Well, of course she does. And this is from Fox News. Uh, A spokesperson for Donald Trump called Hillary Clinton's comments pathetic and divisive. And of course they were. So in Austin, Texas recently, Hillary Clinton likened Donald Trump's rally in Ohio last weekend to Adolf Hitler courting Nazis a comparison that drew sharp rebuke from a spokesman of the former president. So Hillary went on to say, I remember as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how people get basically brought in by Hitler. How did that happen? Well, we all wondered that. I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Clinton said at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin, You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men's with their arms raised. I thought, what's going on? This comparison is completely wrong. Uh, My father actually grew up in Nazi Germany, and when you have people, because it was at the height of the Great Depression, when you have people in a desperate state, they'll resort to desperate measures. And of course you have the Messiah complex is that people look for one man to to save them and to um, fix all the things that are wrong when um, it doesn't take one man, it takes one a lot more than just one person. So Hillary Clinton made this comparison and it's always comparison pe- comparing people to Hitler because he's the worst. And the reason is in, in that st- that time of um, the nation state, the nation state was still fairly new in the 20th century. Um, People were trying to figure out what was the best government for the nation state and what would be best. Well, fascism is when the merchant class or the corporations decided, well, democracy is way too messy. It's much more easy to have a dictator in there and the corporations could just tell the dictator what to do and he would do it. 
it wouldn't be like herding cats. Well, what is fascism? Well, fascism here from Wikipedia says, fascism is a far-right authoritarian ideology or movement, ultranationalist. Well, it's authoritarian. And you have to be careful about when people are calling you a fascist, they're obviously from the authoritarian left, or they would just call you an authoritarian because most libertarians or free-loving people, freedom-loving people don't care <laughs> if you're authoritarian or the right or the left. They just don't want authoritarians. But if you're an authoritarian on the left, you're going to uh, refer to your opponent as a fascist, even if those people aren't fascists, if they're libertarians, in most cases, that the mainstream media and people like Hillary Clinton wag their finger at libertarians and call them fascists. Well, a libertarian is not a fascist because a libertarian is just the opposite of an authoritarian. And that's what I want to get into right now, is authoritarianism is a form of government government characterized by the rejection of political plurality. And what does political plurality mean? It means you don't want to have a bunch of different choices about what kind of democratically elected government you're going to have. That's the point of authoritarianism. It's, it's authoritarian government or nothing. The one major characterization of authoritarian government is they eliminate all dissent and all opposition. So what is the opposite of authoritarianism? Well, this is from Quora, from Antonio Facchio, Facchio, or Facciolo, excuse me, my Italian is not that good, and he is an aerospace engineer, physics college of engineering and applied science, University of Cincinnati. But he says libertarianism, excuse me, libertarianism is the opposite that still has an established government. Anarchism would be the most extreme, not having any government of all at all. Well, anarchism is, excuse me, Antonio, anarchism is the opposite of totalitarianism. So a totalitarian government who has complete control over every aspect of society and life, the opposite of that would be anarchism. But the opposite of authoritarianism is indeed libertarianism. This is from Ask Difference, authoritarian versus libertarian. Authoritarian are related to, to absolute obedience to authority. Libertarian, one who advocates liberty, either generally or in relation to a specific issue. Authoritarian, characterized by a tyrannical obedience to authority. A believer in political doctrine that emphasized the individual liberty and the lack of governmental regulation, intervention, oversight in matters of the economy, free market, and in personal behavior, where no one's right and being violated, threatened, or a classical liberal akin to anarcho-capitalism, which is true, they're both, anarcho-capitalism is a little more towards anarchism than libertarianism. A left libertarian, an anti-authoritarian believer in both individual freedom and social justice. So you can be a libertarian on the left and the right. So the point I'm trying to make here is that it's not, libertarian just doesn't mean uh, government intervention into the free market. It also means, and in personal behavior where there's no one's right, no one's rights are being violated or threatened. 
So when people call you a fascist, they're calling you an authoritarian when actually you're not. The, the people that are opposed to what's going on are mostly libertarian, some traditional conservatives, but mostly libertarian because they see their individual rights being eroded by world government or the prognosis or the scheme of world government. Difference between difference between authoritarian and libertarian. Authoritarian is a control of society by a central government. Not always by central government, but a few people or a single person libertarian is where the government believes more in individual rights of a person over one single leader or a few elites. That's individualism is what characterizes the right. So it just means the freedom of the individual over society. And then last but not least, difference between libertarian and authoritarianism. Per, libertarian, a person who advocates civil liberty or individual liberty. Authoritarian, a person who believes in complete obedience and retin, return to for his or her freedom. It's conditional, if there's any freedom really at all. Most of the time it's not. It's just, um, it's just for show. You could be, it's like, that's the difference between freedom and liberty. If the king puts you in the dungeon and then he lets you go, you're free. But he could put you back in the dungeon anytime. When you have liberty, political liberty, the king can't put you in the dungeon. That's the point. Freedom means, freedom can be granted to you. Liberty isn't something that's granted to you. It's inalienable, um, as the Constitution says. It's a, pol it's a political freedom that allows you to keep yourself physically free. So we're going to get on to the news here. Um, this is from Express. Ursula von der Leyen slammed over Italian election threats as EU faced showdown with Rome. So if you don't know who Ursula von der Leyen, she is the president of the European Commissioner, and she wagged her finger at Italy for choosing a right wing, if you want to characterize it as that, uh, a conservative government. She warned last week that the Europe had tools to deal with Italy if things go in a difficult direction. I'm not gonna go into the whole quote there, but she is the EU commission president, the barely veiled threat ahead of uh, Italy's election who um, they voted in, Giorgia Maloney, um, who is the first women woman prime minister of Italy, which should be celebrated by the left, but She's also on the right, so she's against immigration and pro-family. And if you notice, it's really the immigration policies of the supranational, excuse me, supranational, uh, the EU and such, um, that are pushing these immigration policies that are opening their borders to hordes and waves of immigration, um, mostly from the Middle East and Africa in Europe, and that has had disastrous effects on a lot of these countries. So in Sweden and in Italy now, you have these uh, right-wing governments coming in. Mostly they're considered right-wing because they're not for uh, immigration. And this is from Reuters. EU's von der Leyen delivers veiled warning to Italy's right-wing. And, and like I said, they keep calling this woman fascist and like she's... She's neo-fascist from the roots of Mussolini. I mean, all of this is complete uh, bullshit. There's no, and Italy doesn't have 
a police state. They don't really have much of an army. There's no, believe you me, they're, Italy, I've been to Italy, they're more authoritarian than libertarian over there. Um, but there's not going to be any more uh, El Duce. So this is from Investopedia. Who is Christine Lagarde? Most of you probably don't know who Christine Lagarde is. She's a French lawyer and politician currently serving as president of the European Central Bank. She was the first woman to hold the post of finance minister of a G7 country as the female head in the history of the IMF. Forbes names her the second most powerful woman and the 22nd most powerful person. Yeah, she's a, she's a banker, women banker. Asked about Italy, ECB's Lagarde says she won't fix policy errors. The European bank won't use its latest emergency scheme to buy the bonds of countries that make policy errors. In other words, democracy. Its president, Christine Lagarde, said on Monday in response to a question about Italy's likely next government, the right-wing alliance led by Giorgio Maloney triumphed in Italy's general election on Sunday, inheriting one of the Euro's most heaviest debt burdens at the time of rising borrowing costs and looming recessions. And what does Georgia Maloney do? She's railing at the banks, at the central banks, which she calls speculators. Um, not surprising, because it was very similar to what was happening in 1930s Germany. And if they steer the uh, global economy or the Western European economy off a cliff, they're going to see even worse outcomes. So... If you think you're going to hold countries in Europe hostage by not giving them debt relief or whatever, but that's the way debt works. Debt enslaves you. doesn't matter what kind of debt you have, whether it's credit card debt or if your country's in debt and you have to deficit spend or take loans, then there's structural adjustments, which means that the lending entity can take over your infrastructure. You should read John Perkins' uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, it, it lays out the whole scheme of the banks and how they subvert the nation state and its sovereignty uh, through debt. So this is from Vice, uh, the news organization that can't fund itself, that has to take funding from questionable sources. And they write, proud boys, neo-Nazis, and white nationalists protested drag bingo at a Texas church. Um, a hundred, again, far right, hard right, extreme right protesters were meant by a hundred counter protesters, basically Antifa, anti-fascist, which means they're communist because they're not anti-authoritarian, they're anti-fascist. So they're authoritarian, they just don't want fascism, they want Stalinism. And they showed up with AR-15s, but the left, <laughs> they just said they were armed. You know, the left didn't make any big deal about AR-15s. Uh, when Antifa is carrying them. But the point I wanted to get to is here that showed up, basically the Proud Boys were there. And if anybody knows about the Proud Boys, they're, they're called uh, militia or they're called all sorts of uh, uh, different things, uh, white national, but they're not white nationalists. They're just traditionalist. Uh, you know, they could be considered misogynistic, um, but they're uh, misogynistic traditionalists, I would say. Um, but they go and protest for family-friendly things. So they protest anything that they see as derisive against the nuclear family and traditional family values. So, but there also, there was the White Nationalist Group Patriot Front, which is a glowing group, which is obviously constructed out of whole cloth 
by the stupid FBI and then everybody else who would go along, any other dupe that would go along with this obviously constructed, you know, white nationalist group. And then, of course, there's another new one now, the members of the Aryan Freedom Network. So they're, do you see what they do with the words here? They're attaching Aryan, which is considered white nationalist, with freedom. So now that everybody who wants freedom is somehow a white nationalist, a relatively new neo-Nazi group, <laughs> you know, it's just like, please, people. I mean, I know they're neo-Nazis or Nazi sympathizers or white. I know there are these people out there. But to the, to the degree that the president of the, United, of the United States has to say that they're the number one threat in America or there's some looming threat at all from white nationalists, there have been more terrorist bombings from by the left throughout America's history than the right ever did, ever committed. Or white, you know, the and <laughs> neo neo Nazis. I mean, it's just ridiculous. How many neo Nazis do you know? You know, they're not. The only way you can really tell, really, is they usually have tattoos, and their tattoos will be representative of neo Nazis. But it's just, it's it's not a, it's it's really not an issue. You know, the neo-Nazis and white nationalists, you know, they were involved in burning down cities uh, in the protests of 2020. I mean, this and all this was constructed anyway. But in other news, AP, AP News, uh, Asian shares mixed after Dow falls into bear market. Here it comes. So gird your loins, um, folks. Uh, this isn't going to be pretty. With uh, a looming nuclear conflict in Ukraine, uh, Ukraine being the breadbasket of Europe and the oil shortages. And it's it's really, this is all manufactured scarcity that's going to be happening, including with banks. And so when the money, when growth dries up, um, all the lending is going to dry up. And that means that people, are, there's not going to be an expansion of growth. And if you know how the economic system works, if you don't have growth, if you don't have enough growth to cover your debt service, there's going to be an economic collapse. So it's very precarious. It's a, basically a house of cards. And so you have to have growth or the whole thing's going to collapse. And so what's going to happen with the depression is <laughs> you don't have growth. And so this is from CNN. <laughs> so they got rid of Brian Stetzer or Stelter, excuse me, um, from reliable sources. I don't watch CNN. I haven't watched CNN, I think, since the early 90s. So they got rid of Brian Stelter, that, and so they made Oliver Darcy now head of reliable sources. Now, this guy is, is <laughs> he's with the CIA. You can't, I don't know how he got the name Oliver Darcy as a British accent, but he looks like a Saudi. So I doubt very much uh, that he is a... <laughs> authentic journal journalist of any sorts and basically his claim to fame is he goes around um you know he calls the authorities on people on the internet so he goes around he's pointing his finger at alex jones look what alex jones did take him down and he's constantly uh looking to take down uh, people on the internet so you have uh an infor a disinformation czar or a, dis a disinformation soldier uh hosting a program on the CIA's uh, Mockingbird Network, CNN. Oh, that's all speculative. You could say that, but come on. The proof is in the pudding. I know what honest journalism is. 
This ain't it. From the Washington Times, Coast Guard spots Chinese-Russian naval ships off Alaska. The headline says it itself. You know, that's... <laughs> We're in a precarious position. And all this has been constructed and steered in this direction. I don't believe in happenstance. You may, but it's not really a thing. There are people in think tanks that have... And I've heard prognosticators and prescient statements going back decades saying this is exactly what's going to happen and now it's unfolding. So I believe those people. I don't believe Oliver Darcy. From the Daily Mail, FDA, this is the U.S. FDA vaccine advisor warns healthy young people should not get new COVID booster. Says it's unfair to make them take the risk because there is a risk especially to young, healthy people. Now, why would they develop a vaccine that would have uh, deterioris effects to young, healthy people? From CNN, CIA doctor hit with Havana syndrome, says he was in disbelief as he suffered what he was investigating. Now, people don't know this is a radiological attack. Uh, It seems to be um, perpetrated by the communists because it happened in Beijing and Havana, exclusively until there was one episode in Moscow, which seemed to be an outlier. Um, So it's a a radiological or hypersonic um, audio frequency. You know, I I don't think it's ELF. I think it's uh, extra high frequency. Um, But it's a frequency attack. So, you know, they still call it Savannah Havana syndrome. They don't really know what it is. Um, but that's what it is. So keep going down to Havana and keep getting attacked because it doesn't happen anywhere else. They haven't found these symptoms anywhere but Havana and Beijing. Well, that one time in Moscow. And from the New York Post, uh, billionaire bunkers, how the world's wealthiest are paying to escape reality, not escape reality, uh, escape what they sow. So this has been going on for some time. Underground bunkers, um, buying mansions and houses and, and fortresses really in out-of-the-way places like New Zealand and uh, in Hawaii, you have the Zuckerberg uh, compound. And the last article up here is uh, from the AP, Georgia voting equipment breach at the center of a tangled tail. So I'm not going to get too much into this. I'll just get into the lead. Uh, the tale of the breach voting equipment in one of the country's most important political battleground states involves a bail bondsman, a prominent attorney tied to the former President Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election and the cast of characters from rural county that rarely draws notice from the outsiders. Basically, what these people did is they went in and uh, seized voting, they got uh, access to voting machines to prove that these voting machines can be hacked Not that they were hacked. There was some evidence that they might have been hacked, but they wanted to get forensic evidence from the machine. So in their, which they had legal right to do, in their efforts to do so, they were hamstringed by uh, leftists and now they're being um, uh, possibly prosecuted for what they were doing by people on the left um, because there is some evidence Um, that there was, as I mentioned before, it's all speculative, that um, there was all sorts of malfeasance, including with the electronic voting machines. So that's it for me. I'm going to have more features coming up between now and the midterms about the political spectrum. Today, we just got in a little into authoritarianism. 
So authoritarianism on the top, libertarianism on the bottom, and you have your left and right economic spectrum. So you have socialism on the right, individualism, excuse me, I make that mistake all the time. Socialism on the left, individualism on the right, where you have conservatism and traditionalism. And on the left, you have socialism, liberalism, and so forth and so on. Syndicalism if you move lower. So we're gonna get more into the political spectrum, but don't let them tell you um, that you're fascist because fascism is authoritarianism and that could only be brought out in your belief of authoritarianism and authoritarianism is in direct contrast to freedom and political liberty. And so people want political liberty and people want freedom. Who doesn't want freedom? Why do you think everybody comes to the United States? Because they want freedom. And so those uh, individual liberties are being slowly eroded um, and nobody's really paying much attention to that. But we are. So I'll see you next. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, stay tuned for the 10th episode of Tuesdays with Perry, where we discuss the outcomes of the Swedish and Italian elections and how those things and the threats to those governments are the same that we're seeing towards his governor, Ron DeSantis, and the libertarian movement here in the United States. Rudis Revelation, we'll see you. I'll see you later on Tuesdays with Perry, or we'll see you tomorrow.